0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics, and today we have a lot to discuss. We talk about what happened in qualifications, who you can expect to see in the event finals and we break down all of the drama that unfolded in the team competition then in the second half of the episode we talk about simone biles and how we feel about her decision to withdraw from the team and the all-around final but before we get into that we want to real quickly take a moment to thank our gold level patreon supporters a big thank you to lucy s kevin k karina g maya a becca s nina l dfp Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, and Erica S. Thank you all so much for your continued support of our show each month at the highest tier level. It truly means so much to us and you really do help make this podcast what it is. So thank you for that. And if you're new to our show and you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, we have a link to our website in the show notes down below. And then from there, you can click the support us tab and find all the information that you need. And all the details about being a Patreon supporter, what you get, how much it costs, all of that will be on our website. Thank you again for your support. We hope you're enjoying the Olympics so far, and let's get into today's episode. Okay, so the Tokyo Olympics are officially underway, and a lot has happened in the last couple days. We weren't initially planning on putting out an episode right now, we wanted to wait until after the women's all-around final but like i said a lot has happened with simone biles pulling out of the team competition now withdrawing herself from the all-around competition and just a lot of discussion around that topic and we felt that one it was relevant to talk about it right now as it's happening and two we have so much to say that I didn't want to take away from the rest of the competition and all of the amazing gymnastics that's happening. So we ultimately decided that we were going to do an episode today or tonight. I don't know when this is going (laughs) up when you're listening to this, but... Um, We are recording this before the all-around competition and just kind of talk about briefly qualifications, who's going to be competing on what event, Um, of course talk about the team final, not in super great detail, but just the gist of what happened for those of you who maybe missed it or you just want to hear our breakdown of it. And then a lot of this episode is going to be centered around Simone Biles and uh, mental health, those types of things, and everything that's just been going on. It's going to be the kind of episode that you can send to anyone that you see saying something stupid in regards to Simone Biles. Hopefully you'll (laughs) be able to send them this episode, just send them our way. To educate. we'll, We'll let them know what's up. Yes, we want to educate people, provide gentle reminders, and... Um, just kind of explain what happens. I think there's a lot of misconceptions and people that don't understand mental health they don't understand mental health and they also don't understand the sport of gymnastics right and I feel like we have kind of a decent grasp on both considering that we're two um really big gymnastics fans who struggle with mental health (laughs) I'm laughing because I almost just said two mentally unstable gymnastics fans (laughs) yeah I was gonna say that but I was like I don't want (laughs) to go there but whatever (laughs) But so, Simone Biles has let us know that it's okay, but we'll get there. It is, yeah, and we will get there. We have a lot to say about it, so hang tight. Let's start with qualifications first. For the vault final, this is who we have qualified. And first, we had Simone Biles. Second, Jade Carey. Third, Rebecca Andrade. Fourth, Yoshi Joe. I don't know how to pronounce her name, I'll be completely honest with you. I looked it up and I could not find anywhere how to pronounce it. So, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong and I apologize, but that was my best shot at that. And fifth, we have Shalyn Olsen. Sixth, Lilia Kaimova. Seventh, Alexa Moreno. 8th, Angelina Melnikova. And then in the reserve position, meaning that if somebody gets injured or somebody has to go out, it would be Julia Streitgruber. And this is relevant right now just because we don't know what's going to happen with Simone Biles. There's still a strong possibility that she could pull out of event finals, crossing our fingers and hoping that doesn't happen. But now more than ever, we could see her potentially pulling out of every event final, which would mean that that first reserve on every event would have to step in. And so it's relevant to mention all the reserves. Yes, but I will say for Vault, I want to make this very clear because this can be confusing. Because the United States had three vaulters, we had, like I said, Simone Biles first, Jade Carey second, Michaela Skinner got fourth in qualification. So in this particular instance, if Simone were to pull out, Michaela would go in because the United States had three girls that finished in the top eight. It can be confusing if you're new to gymnastics because there is, you know, that reserve spy and you see that name. So on vault, like I said, Julia Stranggruber, who, by the way, is amazing. She's an amazing vaulter. and I'm super shocked that she didn't make it. Reigning European vault champion. And I'm pretty positive in my Olympic prediction. I had her winning the bronze medal. You did. So <laughs> our predictions were so far off base, though, what actually ended up happening. I don't want to talk about that. Let's just not bring that back up. It's painful. It actually is, but it's fine. It'll be fun to look back. The that episode and just laugh at how wrong we were <laughs> feel free to do the same but anyways this vault field super stacked super talented and back to michaela skinner like i was saying she qualified in fourth so She would actually go in ahead of Julia Strangruber in this case because she's replacing another American and she also finished in the top eight. Yes. And some of the other events, which we're going to get to here in a second, that's not necessarily going to be the case. Yes. And we will break each of that down as we go through the event finals. So bear with us. Just talking about vaults and qualifications, Michaela Skinner, I... I was sad for her that she didn't make it to the finals because I feel like that was her one shot of getting a medal. And you could tell that she was disappointed, but I will say she's handled it with grace so far. Her husband, on the other hand, (laughs) he's a different story. He's a different character. But I will give it to Michaela. She's been nothing but supportive of her teammates. And although she may not have been happy with how her Olympics ended, and I guess maybe ultimately how her career ended, just with not getting that Olympic medal, to be able to say that you're an Olympian and to have the success that she did in her comeback is not an easy feat. And I'm proud of her for even just getting to this point. And in qualification, she had a good meet. Like she said herself, it was one of the best meets of her life, like gymnastics, wise unfortunately I don't think it was her best vault not bad by any means like they were very good vaults I think the all season long leading up to this point she's been doing a lot better yeah and if she had done better vaults she may have made the finals although you could say the same thing for Jade Carey she had her best vaults and qualifications and she really hadn't been having the best vaults or doing her full difficulty all the way up until this point so I was pretty confident in Michaela's chances of making it to the finals but But, you know, Jade showed up on qualification day, did her best vaults, and Michaela didn't. So that's why it shook out the way that it did. But Michaela, she has so much to be proud of. And I think at the end of the day, she is going to be proud. She might right now feel a little bit disappointed, and that's understandable, but... She'll always be able to call herself an Olympian now. That was her biggest goal, and she did that. Mm -hmm. So whether she has an Olympic medal or not, she'll always be able to call herself an Olympian. And I think that that's something that will carry with her for the rest of her life. Yeah, you can't take that away from her. And who knows? Within a matter of, you know, a day or two of this episode being out, we'll know, you know, if Simone is going to be competing in the event finals. Mm -hmm. She's been struggling with vault, and we'll get into that in a minute. But... Michaela might still kind of have a chance now suddenly which yeah. is not something that we initially expected i guess it's a good thing she didn't go home yet yeah she's still there um on the off chance that she does end up going in on the vault so she was supposed to if i'm not mistaken she was supposed to have a flight home already yeah and it got delayed for whatever reason and then all the Simone stuff happened. So I think it was just kind of like the perfect coincidence. Yeah. That she's actually the perfect st- storm. Yeah, that she's actually still in Tokyo and may possibly have a shot. I mean, we're keeping our fingers crossed. I'm definitely not and it's nothing against Michaela, but I'm I'm not hoping that Simone has to pull out and that Michaela goes in. Oh, of course not. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Other people who didn't advance to the vault final, Murakami Mai, this was her first time doing two vaults, either in, like, a world or an Olympics. And she looked pretty good. Really sad that she didn't make it because, obviously, the Olympics are in Japan and I just wanted her to come home with, like, all the medals and just have, like, a really good Olympic experience. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing. Also, Ellie Black. I thought her vaults were actually really nice. Unless I'm missing something. I only watched it live, you know, at whatever time in the morning it was when Canada was going. Like, yeah, that four was in the morning. Yeah, that was four in the morning, I think it started. I watched her vaults. And I thought they looked pretty good. So unless I'm mistaken, maybe I'm missing something. But I was kind of surprised to look down and see that she didn't make it when everything was said and done. Yeah. I think that, like you already said, there were just so many amazing vaulters in only eight spots. Yeah. So it's kind of like trying to make the U.S. team. You have so many people fighting for just so few spots. And the field is just too deep. Yeah. Yeah. People that you love and people that you want to make the final are going to miss out. Well, speaking of which, Oksana Chusovitina, her final routine, eight Olympic games, the age of 46, started her Olympic journey back in 1992, finishes off in 2021, although we're going by 2020, so like, whatever. Mm-hmm. 2021, she's 46 years old, like I said, absolutely incredible. And did you see on her leotard she had an eight? No, I didn't. How did you not see that? Is that a thing? I have no idea. Let me pull up a picture. Is everyone talking about this? Why have I not heard this? I believe in both qualifications and the actual... Oh, that's an eight. I just thought it was a design. Qualifications and podium training, I believe she had an eight. Oh my god, that's iconic. Isn't it? (laughs) I actually love that. I had no idea that was an eight. Like, I just didn't process. Love that for her. (laughs) Yeah. That was such an emotional moment, though. I know. I mean, I'm so proud of her. Like, okay, let's be real. Like, we were all rooting for her to make it to the final. I think that her chances of actually meddling were slim. Not impossible, but they were slim. She had significantly less difficulty, I would say, than the people who finished above her. So it wasn't completely surprising. And I also don't think that her vaults were the best that she could have done. Not horrible by any means, but just it just wasn't quite enough. And I think she knew that right when she finished. You know, she blew a kiss to the camera. She said goodbye, and she actually somehow, in a COVID year, managed to get a standing ovation (laughs) because there was members of the media and there was a few athletes sprinkled throughout through a lot of these events. So there it kind of had the feel of like some sort of a crowd even though yeah. it wasn't the same feeling that you would get in a packed arena at, at Olympic games that you're used to seeing. It wasn't like the crowd we had at Olympic trials. Absolutely not. That was an amazing crowd <laughs> to be a part of. So that's really unfortunate. I feel like for the, all of these athletes who are finishing up their careers to not have like the I don't know, It's not to go out the way that they want, or the way you would want them to, I should say. Like, the way that we want them, with a standing ovation like they deserve. Kohei Uchimura, same thing, Mm -hmm. on the men's side. Didn't qualify to any event finals. He only did high bar, right? Yeah, he only did high bar this Olympics, and unfortunately fell in qualification, so obviously did not advance to the final. And he walked out of the arena and there's like no one there to like give him the send off that he deserves. So that makes me really sad. Mm -hmm. But Oksana, she did kind of have to get to have her little uh little moment there despite not really having a big crowd. So definitely really special for her. And we're so proud of her, of course. We will probably do a whole episode on Oksana just talking about her legacy what she's done for the sport and maybe insert some clips of her interview with Ashley for Inside Gymnastics because they did a little interview together and it's iconic with so, translation done by Svetlana Boginskaya yeah also a legend in the sport so, so if you guys want to hear that you might be able to put in like some little snippets of that conversation just so you guys can like hear her voice and like hear how she interacts and, and that was when I mean we always I think kind of knew that at some Point here she was gonna retire. Like it was all in the back of our minds, anyways. But she told me like that this was it. Like she within the last year or so she knew like mentally and like even her body, like she knew that it was time to go. So that was said during the interview, and I had chills and tears in my eyes. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to hear that, maybe we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. We won't put the whole thing because you have to go buy inside gymnastics magazine <laughs> oh, to get shut- the whole interview. Alright, shut up. No, I'm doing <laughs> I'm I'm doing the the good work here. Go subscribe to Inside Gymnastics. They're amazing. It really was, real quickly, like a little plug here. In my opinion, it was a really good interview. One of my favorite interviews that I've ever done. And because she's such a legend, like, it's just, it's worth the read. Yeah, it is. So go check that out if you haven't already. It's in the most recent issue, the issue with Suni on the cover. Yeah, the Olympic preview issue moving on to the bar finals and at first place we have nina derwall second place we have suni lee that's gonna be a nail biter um as we've all expected <laughs> it's finally we're finally gonna see this happen aren't we oh it's gonna be stressful but fun and third we have anastasia alana kova fourth angelina malakova Fifth, Yu Fei. Sixth, Elizabeth Seitz. Seventh, Fonnie Len, And eighth, Simone Biles. With Melanie DeJesus Dos Santos as the reserve. Funny thing there, she actually tied with Simone in qualifications. But due to like the tie-breaking rules, she got put as the reserve. And Simone managed to slide into that final spot. And that means that Simone qualified to every single event final. Which, Bars was the one event final that she did not qualify to in Rio. Yeah. So, love that glow up for her. And I think she's the first person to do that since Shannon Miller, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, that was fun to see and very exciting for Simone. Sad, on the other hand, for Melanie, because that means that she didn't make any event finals. Another thing I did not see coming. Yes. But, remember we were talking about simone and not really knowing like if she's going to be pulling out of more events in the future if simone does pull out of bars then melanie would be the next person in because there was not anybody else from the united states in the top eight Mm -hmm. so if simone goes out in that case then melanie would be the one that goes in yes for beam we have guan chen chen in first Tan Shiji second Suni, Lee, in third, which was really surprising to me. I did not expect her to qualify in third. Shout out to her. Fourth, we have Larissa Yudaki. Fifth, Ellie Black. Sixth, Simone Biles. Seventh, Vladislava Arazova. And eighth, my queen, Flavia Saraiva. <laughs> For the reserves on BEAM, we have Ashikawa from Japan and then Listanova from Russia. Where things are going to get interesting on BEAM is that we have now two potentially three athletes that we could possibly have withdrawal. Actually, hold on, four. Yeah. Wow, hold on. I'm just processing this live as we're doing this. There's possibly four athletes that are in, like, threat of being pulled from the beam. Final. Because Larissa, she actually hurt herself on beam on her dismounting qualification. So she had a great routine because she qualified in fourth. And then on her dismount she like landed weird and like lifted her foot up kind of like a carrie strong type moment where she like picked her foot up and then she knelt down and was crying and appeared to be hurt she has said that she will be competing in the beam final so that is her intention then we had flavia go down on her last pass on floor it was her second event in qualification so she nailed the crap out of her beam routine obviously made finals went to floor had a good routine going and then the very last pass hurt herself on floor She has also said that she will be in the BEAM final. She didn't finish the rest of qualification, so they kind of, you know, effectively pulled her out of the all-around at that point, but decided to still go for BEAM because she's at the Olympics, you know, why not? Then we have all of the Simone Biles drama, so at any given time, you could expect that she may possibly be pulled now. And then also, Ellie Black from Canada, she injured herself in practice doing a beam dismount and had to withdraw from the all-around final tomorrow. She has also said that she's still aiming to go in the beam final. So much up in the air. There truly is. Like, we literally have three people who hurt themselves, who are saying they're gonna compete in the beam final, and then we have Simone, who we're not really sure, like, what's going on and what event she's going to be doing moving forward. So, I hope this isn't the case, but I do imagine that at least one of these reserves we'll probably end up seeing in the the beam final just with the the four people now who are kind of up in the air. So, Ashikawa from Japan, like I said, and Victoria Listanova from Russia may possibly have a chance in the beam final. Um, people who I was surprised or saddened to not see the beam final was Oyushan from China. Yep, remember in the prediction <laughs> episode when I had her winning beam? Yeah. <laughs> How could I forget? Mm, those And were then you also times. had um Elena Garasimova. You mm-hmm. had her in 3rd on Beam. I sure so lit- did. literally 2 out of your 3 podium predictions for Beam didn't even make the vinyl. And then my silver is Simone. So things are going great. <laughs> it's hard though with Beam. Like we we talked about this in our episode last week. Like I feel like that event is just like the great equalizer for everyone. Like that's the event that just will destroy your competition, ruin your medal chances. <laughs> it's obviously the hardest event to get through. So we we had a feeling that our predictions on that event in particular could have been off. I was rooting for Gerasimovai and Ouyushan. Really was hoping they'd be in the final because they're beam queens and they're so talented. Well, and the thing with China is that all of their gymnasts did so well on beam that that was the issue. It wasn't that anyone really made any major mistakes or they had a bad performance and that's why they didn't qualify. It was just, they're just all so good on beam and you can only have two. So who's it going to be? And it just so happened that Tan Shiji and Guan Chin Chen were the ones that came out on top. And last but not least for the floor finals, we had Vanessa Ferrari qualifying first, which is super impressive. Her fourth Olympics... Shout out to her. She's doing possibly in event finals, we'll see. But in warm-up, we've seen her doing a whip to full end to back tuck, All connected. That's such a cool combination. I know. It's like out of this world. So I'm really hoping that we see that in event finals. And second, we have Simone Biles. Third, Jade Carey. Fourth, Rebecca Andraji, Fifth, Jessica Gadarova. Sixth, Victoria Listanova. Seventh, Angelina Melnikova. And eighth, Murakami Mai. As the reserve, we have Jennifer Gadarova. So, I'm very happy to see that Murakami Mai made it into the finals. Hana by a thread. Yes. And I'm really, really hoping that she can get a medal here. This is her best chance to get a medal, I would say. Also, Jennifer Gattarova in that reserve spot, she would go in if Simone withdraws from the floor final because the United States didn't have anybody else placed in the top eight aside from Jade Carey. Yeah, I think Jordan Childs was next in line and she was 13th. Yes. So if Simone does happen to withdraw from that event, you're looking for Jennifer Gattarova from Great Britain to step in. And that would be cool because then we would have twins in an event final together. That would be so cool. I would love that. I love Has that it. ever happened before? I don't think so. As twins, you guys know we're all for that. We're like all for just the twin love <laughs> and the twin accomplishments. We were already there for the twins being on Olympic teams together, going to the Olympics and just having that experience, but then to make an event final together... That would be pretty sick. Yes, but that's only if Simone pulls out of floor finals. Yeah. So again, we'll we'll see what happens there. But just kind of keep your eye on those reserve athletes and who could possibly be stepping in here in the next couple of days if Simone does end up pulling out. I want to talk a little bit about Team USA and Simone and their performance as a team in qualifications. Simone got through qualifications. She looked okay. It was not her best performance by any means. She did have a pretty large out-of-bound deduction on floor for qualifications because she went out-of-bounds with both feet. Yeah, and that was on her third pass, the one and a half through to full in. I don't think I've ever seen her land it like that. She does, from time to time, have pretty big hops backward, but she, like, flew off the whole floor exercise. Yes. And kind of similar to that on vault with her chun, she really didn't get a good block. She was really high on the table, Mm -hmm. went off to the side crooked, and kind of, like, bounced down off the side of the mat. It's impressive Um, that she was even able to get it to her feet, considering her hands really hardly touched the table, like... She did not get that push off the table that she needed to be able to get that ball up in the air and land it to her feet. So it's impressive that she even landed it how she did. Yeah, definitely not the best chung that we've seen from her. And then Bars was good, obviously, because she made event finals. Beam was also pretty decent, aside from the dismount. Her full-end dismount, she had um, a lot of power, just too much power, honestly. Easily could have done the double-double. Actually, I think if you listen on the, the broadcast, after that dismount, she said she could have done the double-double. Yeah. And I kind of wonder, maybe, and we'll talk about this more when we get into what happened on vault and team finals, but I wonder if maybe, like, sometimes she gets mixed up because she goes back and forth between all these different skills all the time. I wonder if she was kind of, like, prepping for it, like, she was going to go into the double-double, but then she only did the full line because she had, she had way too much power on that dismount. Yeah, she did. More than usual. Normally, she can control it a lot better. mm mm-hmm. But... Simone really, in fairness, wasn't the only one that was off for Team USA in qualifications. Jordan made mistakes on both bars and beam. Grace missed a connection on beam. And then she also had a pretty major out-of-bound deduction on her floor. So I feel like, you know, everyone was kind of like shocked that Russia beat the United States in qualifications. And I just feel like all of their mistakes collectively as a whole team is what resulted in Russia beating the U.S. And Even Tim Daggett, the NBC commentator, he also kind of alluded to that, which was really annoying. Like, he basically implied that Simone's mistakes is what cost the team and, like, allowed Russia to pass them. But, you know, as we'll talk about later today in the episode, it's really, really unfair to put the entire weight of a team's performance on one single person mm-hmm. and have that person carry the team like it's a team effort and if a team like russia beats the united states it's not just because of simone the team as a whole on that day could have done better and russia with all like g- giving them all the respect and credit that they deserve they looked amazing in qualifying mm-hmm. like they were on fire And I think a lot of what we saw from the United States was obviously nerves from a team that's relatively young and inexperienced competing in their first Olympics. Like, aside from Simone, none of these girls have been to an Olympics before, so it was their first Olympic competition, there's a lot on the line. Jordan hasn't even been to a world championship before. Yeah. Grace obviously has been to two, and And soon has been to one. But yeah, first Olympics, nothing compares to the pressure and the nerves of your first Olympic Games. Well, and like I was just about to say, like in qualifying that's maybe the most pressure i think it probably depends on who you ask like which athlete you're asking but like everything's on the line in qualifying like you have suny who's trying to make the bar final and the all-around final you have jordan who's trying to make the all-around final and possibly you know another event there was so much on the line and i just think with the pressure of that and then also having a team that and, and i don't want to get into it too much but having a team that really wasn't built to maximize the team scoring potential as a whole like this wasn't the highest scoring team for the United States we knew that going in because we've all been bitching about it like it wasn't the highest scoring team and Tom essentially said like We have Simone, and it doesn't really matter who's on the team because it's not going to come down to tenths. Yeah, tenths don't matter. Yes, and that proved to not be true because in qualifications and then also eventually in team finals, it did come down to, in team finals, not just tenths, but points. A lot of people are frustrated with that. There's different opinions on it. I don't necessarily want to go into it here today, like who should have been on the team and who shouldn't have been on the team. Um, But I do think it's a fair point just to acknowledge that it wasn't Team USA's highest scoring team going in. Then you factor in mistakes from other girls on the team. You factor Simone either not having her best performance or pulling out completely. And that's kind of what, you know, collectively allowed another team to move ahead. With that being said, I do feel like even if we had brought the highest scoring team, I don't actually believe that it would have made a difference in this team final with the way things ended up kind of shaking out and all the drama that unfolded with Simone going out. Like our highest scoring U.S. team always involved Simone. No matter who else, you change in and out. It always had Simone. We really needed Simone Um, or at the very least needed everybody else who was on the team to do 100% what they were capable of doing, like almost be perfect. I think what everyone wants to happen with the situation is to take out Simone or replace her with someone else, but that would never even be a part of the conversation. You'd be taking out somebody else, one of the other three girls on the team, and I think basically what you're getting at is that You could put anyone else in in place of Suni, Jordan, Grace. You could take anyone and put them in one of their spots. With the way the team performed that day and the way the Russians performed, I don't think it would have been enough. Without Simone, with the mistakes that the team did make, and with the way the Russians performed, it doesn't matter who you put in. At that rate, it didn't matter. In hindsight, it didn't end up mattering, I don't think. Right, so to Jonas on his, which Jonas, if you're not like, fully aware of who he is it's Michaela Skinner's husband he made a snide comment after the team final about well basically like if you don't send your highest scoring team like and then you don't win like dog we saw this coming he, that wasn't his exact wording. that's basically what he was getting at. and that's stupid because he's basically insinuating that Michaela should have been on the team and they would have won when that's the, not true the math on that it doesn't actually work out to be that way no they would have scored lower than they they did yeah so no <laughs> So the teams that advanced on from qualifying to the team finals was in first Russia, the USA was in second, there was just over a point difference between the two, then we had China in third, France in fourth. Belgium in 5th, which that was actually really surprising and also very impressive. They had their highest finish since 1948, and it was also their first time qualifying the team finals. So that was really, really, really special for That's that. That's so excited. Yeah. And then in 6th, we have Great Britain. And they actually incurred a 0.3 neutral deduction in qualifying, which... Interesting, a lot of people were confused about like what actually happened because apparently they were on like sitting on the podium when competition was still going on, and that's a deduction. You're not allowed to be on the podium unless you're the gymnast that's competing, but that was not where they took the deduction. The deduction came from Jessica Get a robot She was doing two vaults trying to qualify for event finals, and she balked twice on her vault and warm ups, meaning that she she basically, like, messed up. She didn't go over she the She didn't do the intended vault. Yes. In warm-ups, if you're doing two vaults, you can warm up three times, basically. So you can do three vaults before it's time to go and compete. And they counted the two vaults where she vaulted as one vault. And then she did another vault and another vault, which is four. When in reality, it was, like, two real ones like she really only did her vault twice mm-hmm. but they counted it as four because they were counting the two vaults that she like messed up which is interesting because normally as long as you don't touch the table it doesn't count as an attempt which to be honest with you i don't remember i thought that she didn't go over the table but there yeah. is a possibility that she did and maybe i'm just not recalling yeah and we didn't see all of the attempts i don't think i saw her twice run up to the table and, and not actually touch yes. it. yes so i'm not quite sure there but either happened. way it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me like if it wasn't actually the vault that she intended to do then like then she didn't do the vault. She did, it just like, it doesn't count yeah like you would think but apparently not they got a deduction for it that was kind of concerning because i at that time it really like they now that they were having a horrible meet but they definitely didn't have their strongest performance in qualifications. No, because Alice Kinsella had a really rough meet. She fell on every event, if I'm not mistaken. And then their bar score was really low. I could throw shade here, but I won't. They they had a really low bar score. And so I think a lot of people were afraid that they weren't even gonna make finals and then they got the deduction on top of it. But somehow they managed to go through and qualify in six. So very good for them, very impressive. And more exciting news to come with them in the team finals. Seventh, we had Italy, and then eighth, we had Japan. Another team that didn't have the best performance and was in danger of not qualifying, which would have been heartbreaking because it's their Olympics, like they're the host country, and obviously you want them to be in as many finals as they can and set themselves up to have as many opportunities to medal as they can. So was really, really happy to see that they did end up qualifying. When it came to the actual team final, we had Russia come away with the title, the United States came in second. Great Britain came in third. And that was really, really, really fun to watch. Just the Gaderovas' their reaction, the whole team's reaction. They were so, like, beside themselves. They were dying. Yes. With excitement and just pure joy. And that is really what the Olympics is all about. Mm. Just seeing people's dreams come true. Like, I I don't know if Great Britain came into these Olympics expecting to walk away with a medal, especially as you mentioned with their performance and qualifications and at one point, maybe looking like they weren't even going to make it to the finals to come away with a bronze medal. And they didn't have Becky Downey on their team, which she could have added a lot to the team's score. Like, there were so many other factors, kind of similar to the United States. There was a lot going on with Great Britain, too, and yeah. their organization as a whole. And, <laughs> and just want to point out with Great Britain... That was their first women's team medal in 93 years. Mm -hmm. 93 years. That is incredible. Yeah. Absolutely unreal. And we're so, so happy for the girls on their team. Very, very well deserved. In fourth, we had Italy and it was close between them. Mm -hmm. Like it came down to the final routine between Italy and Great Britain and who was going to get that bronze It would have been cool either way, though, because neither of those teams are teams that you really expect to be on the medal podium. It's always Russia and China and the United States. Yeah. And China did not have a good meet. No, they didn't. And Italy, they got bronze in 2019 at Worlds, and then this past year... I feel like has really hit their team hard. All of these teams have been hit hard, let's be real. But Italy has had a lot of injuries and their star, Georgia Villa, went down right before the Olympics and just a lot of adversity that team had to come through. So I feel like to have them finish fourth and have it be so close to actually getting on the podium, it's heartbreaking, but it is also hopefully a proud moment for them and one they that they'll should look back be so on. Proud. Yeah, and just know that like they were so good and they were up there with some of the very best in the world. Yeah, and hopefully that will motivate them to keep pushing for bigger and better things. And who knows, maybe next Olympics they can be on the medal podium. Yeah. And then in fifth, we had Japan, sixth, we had France. 7th we had China, and then 8th we had Belgium. So China, you kind of mentioned it a second ago, didn't have the best performance, and we can go into that a little bit. They had two falls on vaults, a fall on floor, not their strongest bar showing. Um, They didn't have their strongest bar athletes even at the Olympics so that probably had something to do with it and overall just a really underwhelming performance they definitely were not happy with that they were somebody that pretty much everybody had on their podium whether it was in second or it was in third (laughs) I was gonna say you want to bring back up our Olympic medal predictions. Not really. I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> I had China winning the silver medal. I did too. And but because- I feel like that's not wrong to think that they would. Like to expect that from them. No. They're a really good team and they they had a lot of potential. I just don't think it materialized for them in the team final. And there's no way to predict that so mm. it was funny because watching the team finals we can mention this we were actually at a michigan gym meet meetup we uh, got together with a few other gym fans including blake from half and half out we finally got to meet in person so that was exciting and our friend amy from that's Just amazing on twitter she hosted all of us it was super great and we're super thankful that she opened up her home to all of us and it was fun to watch the team finals with so many passionate gymnastics fans but because we had so much going on, we had, like, all the streams up, and we were talking, and we were watching scores, and shoving our face with donuts, and people are, like, drinking alcohol at 6 in the morning, and there was a lot going on, and I felt like every time I looked at China, they looked okay. Yeah, me <laughs> so too. at the end, we were like, what happened? Why are they in 7th? They're in 7th, and I'm like... Whoa! Like I'm over here thinking they're in the fight for a medal, <laughs> and we we literally found out in the last rotation that they were like out of it. Well, then we saw I think they ended on vault, and we saw we saw them crash a couple vaults. Yes. So at that point we were like, okay, something's up here, but. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. No, not at (laughs) all. Definitely not going in. Something else that we didn't expect is probably the elephant in the room. And the thing that we've been alluding to several times throughout this episode already, but we're like putting off the conversation because we wanted to save it for this segment, where, you know, we saw Simone Biles really have an uncharacteristic vault. And that's where the U.S. started. They were warming up and on one of the live streams, we could see Simone... Do this really high one and a half on vault, And, you know, we were sitting there watching and we thought it was an Aminar. Like, it didn't look right. But we all were looking at each other like, what what was that? Like, why did that vault look so weird? Like, we couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. And it turns out we, we very quickly realized that it was actually a one and a half. And she completely lost herself in the air. And so we're thinking like, whatever, like she's, she's fine. She's got this. No big deal. She's going to come back and stick it in the, in the actual moment that it counts. Right. That's kind of what we have seen Simone do in the past. If she makes a mistake, she usually recovers from it right away. And it's not that big of a deal. But when the competition actually started, basically the same exact thing happened. It was almost a carbon copy of what she did in the warm ups. She did a one and a half completely opened up and you could just see where her arms were in the air and like where her chest position was she had like no idea where she was at in the air like it wasn't an intentional one and a half it was a one and a half and then she just like opened up Mm -hmm. and then fell to the ground she stopped twisting yeah it was the most bizarre thing that i've ever seen especially coming from simone she looked fine like she she walked down And pretty shortly after that, she ended up leaving the floor with a doctor. And we were then at that point thinking, like, did she hurt herself? Is she okay? What's going on? The team starts warming up on bars and... At that point Simone comes back in and she's taken her grips off and she says to her teammates like I can't do this like you're gonna have to go on without me basically and pulls herself out from the rest of the meet which means that the US really had to kind of scramble last minute particularly Jordan Childs and Suni Lee. Um, Suni was expected to go in on bars anyways, and so was Grace McCallum, but Jordan had not warmed up bars before the meet, so she was not prepared or expected to have to step in like that. Yeah, Jordan was only supposed to do vault and floor. Whereas Suni was expected to do bars and beam. And then Grace was doing the all around. So they really had a scramble last minute. And next thing you know, they're all three doing all around in the team final. Well, I guess Suni technically didn't do all around because she didn't do vault. But she had to come in on four. And then Jordan had to do all around as well. And do things that they weren't expecting to do. Yeah. Which is, I would imagine, very, very hard to do. The U.S. looked great on bars. I wanna say that with some of the best bar routines I've seen them do, especially at these Olympics, like for sure. SUNY's bar routine was like outrageous. It It was flawless. Jordan also looked great, had a phenomenal routine, super proud of her for doing that, under that amount of pressure and having it be so last minute to go up and absolutely nail the crap out of her routine. She was really hype about that, and that made me really happy for her. And then Grace also, she hit her feet on the bar on one of her elements, for some reason I can't remember what it was, but I remember the commentators mentioning it, so that was really the only mistake in her routine, but it was still a very strong routine, and Russia responded as well they also looked great on bars but at that point you know the U.S. and the U.S. fans were kind of sweating a little bit because we're thinking like we don't have Simone and we don't have that buffer that Tom kind of relies on and, and was constantly referring to in media when he was asked about the team and how the team was constructed and you know he always said that like we have Simone we have this buffer it's not going to come down to tense and then we're like um here we are. It probably is going to come down to that now. So we're all kind of panicking a little bit. This is like our worst fear, basically. Then we went over to Beam. This is where things kind of got interesting because Russia had two falls on Beam. Razava fell on Beam on her Layout Step Out series. And then Melnikova went up after her, also fell on Beam. And the US got through. So we kind of made up some of that ground again that we had lost from Vault. And going into that last rotation wasn't that far apart. It was eight tenths, I believe. Yes. Which the is was trailing. A lot, but it's like also not completely like outlandish. Like we we still had a shot at that point in time. Yeah. Um, or at least I felt like we did. And Unfortunately, we just gave it right back to Russia on floor. Grace went out of bounds on her second pass. Also had a pretty large rebound on her first pass, but she'd been struggling on that all year. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't super shocked to see that, but um definitely didn't help her score jordan fell on her third pass that's a pass that i was worried about because i feel like that was the one pass that was giving her trouble she also went out of bounds on her first pass and missed a leap connection um she ended up throwing it in right before her last pass yes but you could tell she was thrown off yeah yeah and then Suni went up and hit her routine with an insurmountable amount of pressure. Again, she was somebody who was not originally slated to be in the floor lineup, hadn't trained. Um, I read somewhere it was two days, like, she didn't train the whole two days on floor. She was resting. Which is dumb, by the way, because you should be prepared to go up in any situation. And that's not to SUNY. That's, like, a coaching decision. That's a Tom Forster thing. Because I understand, like, you want to rest your athletes and get her ready for the events that she's going to be doing, like, the all-around final, but... You should be prepared to go up in any circumstance, and this is proof of that. Well, especially with a four-person team. Yeah. Because then Simone goes down, or really, if it were anyone, if anyone goes down and Suni would have had to have stepped in, you know what I mean? She should be ready. So why she wasn't is beyond me. Yeah. Um... She had a good routine. Her last pass was a little bit funky, but it was the best routine in the whole lineup, I would say. And I was really proud of her to see, you know, her get through that routine. I can't imagine the pressure. And at that point, kind of knowing that Gold was not in reach anymore because Rasha, on the other hand, was killing it on floor. They had, I would say, probably three of the best routines that I've seen them do all season long and really aside from beam russia looked really really strong the entire day like they, they had those two hiccups on beam but that aside like they looked great and i think that this win for them was a hundred percent deserved yes And historic too, because the last time a team won that had Russians on it was in 1992 with the unified team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ever since then, it's been Romanian dominance and then it went to the United States dominance. And so great to see Russians back on the top of the medal podium. It was totally unexpected. Yeah. Nobody really predicted that. I mean, maybe some people in the world predicted it, but I think obviously a lot of United States fans didn't predict that. I think the reason we didn't predict that is because, as annoying as it is that Tom is alluding to the fact that, like, we had this massive buffer and this massive cushion because of Simone, there is some truth to that. Like, it's reality. Like, there is truth to that. When you have someone like Simone on your team, you do have, like almost like a three fall cushion. Mm -hmm. And so unless, you know, we, like, we always say when we talked about it, we would say like barring anything horrible or disastrous. Or out of the ordinary. Yes. Like somebody pulling out, Simone pulling out, Simone getting injured. Um, You know, barring that you can expect that the United States would win. And I think that's still fair to say On this day, we ended up being, like, I think a a little over three points behind Russia. That's the Simone buffer. Mm -hmm. Like, it's literally the exact buffer of Simone is exactly how much we finished behind Russia. Mm -hmm. Which brings up the discussion that without Simone on the team, you know, we're really even playing field with the rest of the world. Yeah. My biggest thing is it shouldn't come down to Simone. Yes, I understand that a lot of the times it does. But... At the end of the day, you have to be good enough to do it regardless, whether you have Simone or not. And it's not to say that this team is not good or that they're not worthy of a gold medal, because I think that if they all went out there and did their best routines, they very easily could have won a gold medal without Simone. Yeah. But it is an interesting discussion and kind of makes you realize that, you know, in the next couple of years, I don't think we're going to be seeing the U.S. as dominant as we have the last several years oh i agree completely and like you said it's not because the united states isn't talented they are we we have a lot of depth and we have a lot of talent it's just constructing teams that maximize not only medal potential but also scoring potential um that's something that tom forster if he's gonna be in this position he needs to figure that the f out because we can't be doing this at the world's largest stage at the olympic games mm-hmm. like we should always be bringing The best team and people who even if it's vying for an individual event final like your team should be constructed of your absolute best in terms of medal potential and then also just scoring potential with that being said i am so so proud of the u.s team for winning the silver medal I think that there's a lot of people, not gymnastics fans, but just people in the world and people in the United States who watch gymnastics only when it's on TV at the Olympics, that don't understand what these girls have been through. Um, And I mean that in terms of covid But I also mean that in terms of USA Gymnastics and what they've been through. This is the generation that went through the changes of, you know, coming out of the Marta Crowley era and then having Valeri be the national team coordinator, and then he was pulled out, and then Tom Forrester was put in, and all of the confusion and uncertainty that surrounded that The change in the culture and just making that adjustment, then you throw COVID into the mix, training alongside one of the greatest gymnasts of all times, and feeling, I don't want to say like pressure, but just feeling like no matter how good you do, it's never going to be good enough. And I'm not saying this, but I imagine that's how the athletes feel. You're always training for second. You're always training for second. Yes, exactly. On right. Real quickly, too, I want to add in another thing about training. In the midst of all of that, that was also when they no longer were training at the Crowley Ranch. That got shut down. And they went a period of time without actually having a concrete training facility as a team. Yeah. They were hopping around to different gyms. They were at LSU at one point. They went to Evo in Florida. They went to Simone's Gym, WCC, at one point. So they were all over the place. That's just another thing that other people... that you know, watch the Olympics and don't know the sport, they don't realize. Yeah, and that's not to make excuses for the United States. Like, I don't want it to come across, and like, I'm sitting here like, this is all the reasons why they won second. Like, they won a silver medal at the Olympics, and that is something to be so proud of. And I just think the adversity that this team went through and this group of girls went through, the fact that they were able to come away with a silver medal is huge. Yeah. You know, I, I said it already, but I'll say it again. Like, Suni and Jordan, the way that they stepped up, When Simone had to step out and take care of her own mental health and look after herself, the way that they just stepped up and like resumed business as normal, and they didn't even look like they were phased, I think speaks a lot to not only their character, but just also what they're capable of as athletes. And then you have Grace McCallum. She was used on every single event in both qualifying and in the team finals, and she hit eight for eight. Like, they may not have been flawless routines, but she hit. Like, she did not fall at the Olympic Games. Yeah, and she not a lot job. of people can say that. Yeah, And also, she is, like, in my heart, the team captain of this team. Because anytime somebody had a low moment or was upset about something whether it was Michaela not qualifying to the vault finals or Simone having to tell the team that she just was struggling and she needed to pull out Grace was always the first one there with a hug I know it's so sweet and like that needs to be recognized and I think that just speaks to like when she's in college how great of a teammate she's going to be and how lucky Utah is to have her not only an incredible teammate but just an incredible person like you can tell she truly cares about her teammates and their Mm well-being you can just see it on her face yeah and when Simone told the team that she was pulling out Grace immediately extended her arms and gave Simone a hug yes and I think flashing back to Michaela when she didn't qualify like she looked upset and then Grace gave her a hug and you could see Michaela's spirits literally lift in that moment Mm-hmm. Like she had a smile on her face and she laughed and she kind of like loosened up in that moment. And I'm like, "Wow, this is beautiful." Like, "Thank you, Grace." And thank you to Grace's mom, because I know she listens to our podcast. So, thank you for raising such an amazing young woman. This is exactly the kind of spirit and the energy that you need in the Olympics when you have the strongest athletes in the world going through some difficult times. Like you need someone like Grace on your team to be there as a support person. And I just, I, I love Grace for that. And I'm so, so thankful for her and what she was able to contribute to this team. Because I feel like she's one that often gets overlooked because she wasn't necessarily in contention for any event finals or medals. Um, but she's the MVP in her own right. Absolutely. And then Simone, I guess it was time to kind of dive into that. I am so proud of her for knowing her own limits and making a decision that was in her best interest and putting herself first. Mm-hmm. When historically, nobody has done that for her or or for any athlete, any gymnast. Gymnasts have never been able to make a choice for themselves. No, and we saw it on display at the biggest stage in the world in front of millions of people that were watching at home. That she put her foot down and she said, like, I can't do this right now. For years, USA Gymnastics has needed Simone She's been like their go-to. She's been their cushion. She's the person that you can count on to no matter what happens with the team, help them bring home the gold medal. Like she's the person that everyone relies on and needs. Mm -hmm. And on this day, She needed them. Mm -hmm. And they like stepped up and they rose to the occasion and they won a silver medal. And Simone was still a part of that effort because she was out there on the sidelines cheering them on. A lot of media and really just random people online who I don't even know who they are, but they're like these verified people that look like they're important, but they actually have really irrelevant, crappy takes on gymnastics. Saying things like Simone stormed out and she quit on her team. And that's just the farthest thing from the truth. Yeah. I trust that Simone knows what's best for herself physically and mentally. She's 24 years old. She's a grown ass woman. She knows what to do for herself. Yeah and you know there's a lot of people out there saying that she quit on her team that she's not tough and what these people aren't realizing is that Simone has pushed through so much adversity already to get to this point yeah she's been through so much she literally at the 2018 world championship she literally won not only helped the team win the gold medal but she also won the all-around title while trying to pass a kidney stone like who does that Who can physically handle that other than Simone? She's single-handedly carried USA Gymnastics on her back for the last, what, eight years? Mm -hmm. However long she's been around. I don't feel like doing the math right now. She's been around for a long time. She's been so dominant for a long time. I think it's about eight years. I think you're right. And despite how USA Gymnastics has allowed her to, not only her, but hundreds of other girls, to be sexually assaulted, mentally abused... Some cases physically abused for years. Everything that she went through as a teenager because of USA Gymnastics turning a blind eye to it covering actively covering it up mm-hmm. she has gone out there and represented them time and time again helped them win medals and also she has stuck around in this sport to be a voice for the survivors because we all know damn well that if simone wasn't there using her voice saying i'm not comfortable with this this shouldn't be happening why is this person here we want answers fighting for change the things wouldn't change yeah USA Gymnastics can't ignore the greatest athlete in the world who happens to be a survivor of abuse who's actively competing in the sport. It's a lot easier to ignore somebody when they're no longer competing. And Simone has said that herself in interviews, that that's part of the reason why she came back. Because she's already done so much in the sport. She doesn't need the medals anymore. She doesn't need the accolades and the fame. No. She already has all that. I don't think it means anything to her at this point she came back and this is not me putting words in her mouth this is what she said to hoda from the today show she came back to be that voice for all the survivors and for the next generation to make the sport a better place because she knows her power she knows her worth she knows that she can get things to change yeah like nobody else can and i've already kind of alluded to this but she's endured and overcome more trauma in her life than anyone should ever actually have to go through in their life and i don't think the general public realizes that no like us as gymnastics fans we we know we may not understand because we've never been through something like that ourselves but we at least are aware of the things that she has gone through Mm -hmm. and are like cognizant of that yeah but the outside world i don't think they get it right despite everything that she's been through she's thrived she's made history she's won medals she's done skills that no one's ever done before she's done all of that while dealing with tremendous pressure from the media from people around the world you know saying that she's the GOAT she's the greatest of all time Putting all these expectations on her that she can't be beaten, she hasn't lost since twenty thirteen. All of things that are are true, you could argue that. But yeah, to have it be said over and over again, anytime you go anywhere, anytime your face pops up on the screen, that's just pressure that's a lot of pressure Simone was literally single-handedly she is the face of the Tokyo Olympics yeah she's on every magazine like how many times have you seen a commercial with her walked into a store and seen her face on something like she is like you said literally the face of this game and I get it like she is the main she was the person that everybody expected to dominate and The media and gymnastics fans aren't wrong for assuming that was going to happen because that's what's always happened. But you also can't deny the pressure that that puts on her. Yeah. Regardless. Like, you can't escape it. It might be reality. But let's not sit here and act like that's not a shit ton of pressure to be dealing with. Oh, And and that you can handle that with ease. Yeah. That's a very difficult position to be in. And she not only managed all of that pressure, but she's also just living her life and you know, trying to be a normal human being, you know, she has relationships and mental health struggles and even just being a professional, you know, she has sponsors and appearances that she makes and all these obligations and things that she has to do as a professional and she's done it all. She's handled it all so well and now people want to turn their backs on her and imply that she's weak. Yeah. When they don't know the half of what she's been through. And there's another element to this too that a lot of people aren't realizing. And I don't necessarily blame them because not everyone knows the ins and outs and all the nuances of the sport like we do. But the other aspect to this is the danger of the sport and you know the technicalities of it and how it works. Yeah. And you mentioned how she got lost in the air and she only did a one and a half instead of a two and a half. And she really opened up early and you can just tell she was – First of all, that's not what she was supposed to do, but that she was still twisting. Like she was completely lost in the air. I don't think people actually realize how much gymnasts rely on air awareness to know where they are in the air and know when to open it up. Like when we say that gymnasts can do this stuff in their sleep, it's not because they literally can, but they almost could because they do this so many times, they so many repetitions that their body just knows what to do. Yeah, it becomes like second nature to them. And it's funny because we were just like talking to our mom about that because we were watching a video from podium training, Simone on Floor, and she was looking at the triple-double, and she's like, how does she do that? And I was trying to explain to her that, like, they just know. Like, she, she just twists, and it happens really quick, and she just knows exactly the right time to open up. Yeah. And there's a thing in gymnastics called the twisties, which a lot of people that don't follow the sport or that are not gymnasts themselves probably wouldn't understand, but it's basically when your body just completely forgets what it's doing and you don't know where you're at in the air and it's something that can take weeks if not months to get over it's just this mental block that is really really hard to get over yeah and people I think see that Simone fell and they think that she's a bad sport she's embarrassed she can't handle the fact that she fell and she just you know stormed off because she's a whiny baby that's what people see I'm, I'm not vibing with that narrative whatsoever because mm-hmm. it's just so false no because that's not, that's not at all what happened Simone has done that vault so many times so good and it's not that she's a bad sport because she's also fallen before as great as she is and as perfect as we all make her out to be a lot of the times she does make mistakes and if you watch her you know throughout her career you see she makes mistakes she has meets where she's far from perfect yeah she doesn't have a problem with not being perfect and i feel like in the last couple of meets like olympic trials even nationals like she hasn't been perfect no one is acting like she's perfect she's just doing this completely like outrageous level of difficulty that even when she's not perfect she's still Good enough to be first. Yeah. And you know, you just mentioned all this difficulty that she's doing another aspect to it too is that simone on vault in particular has so many different vaults that she can do she goes back and forth between the aminar and now the Urchanko double pike she has the chun she has other vaults as well she has another vault that's named after her yeah it was another biles she has so many different skills that she can do it's really easy and i'm not speaking for simone here because i don't know exactly what the issue is but I could understand why she would get confused sometimes between the two and, you know, your body might get used to flipping backwards and then suddenly out of nowhere, you forget how to twist. And it's crazy to think that because she's the best gymnast in the world, she's at the Olympics. You would think that that wouldn't happen, but it does. It happens to the very best gymnasts in the world, yeah. even when they're at the Olympic Games. And the problem with that is it's an issue that could take weeks to months to actually overcome And you really kind of need to go back to the basics. You need to go back to the pit, rework the skill. And she not only doesn't have that equipment at the Olympics, but she also doesn't really have the time. It's go mode right now. Like, we're talking every other day is a meet. Mm -hmm. Like, this is is it. This is go time. Yeah. And so to have this happen, this kind of, like, bout of anxiety and this mental block happening right at the start of the Olympics is devastating for Simone. And it's incredibly dangerous and that's what people aren't realizing it's not just i'm embarrassed i'm not having fun whatever stupid crap people are I've saying i've seen so much stuff that just pisses me off just implying that she like yeah she quit on her team and she can't handle the pressure if she's caving like her life could depend on that Yeah. And like, you don't realize that she made a choice in that moment because she didn't feel like she could handle it. Like moving on the rest of the competition, she didn't trust herself to get through it. And not only would, and this is coming from her, she said that she felt like she was putting the team and their medal at risk. If she felt like she was going to go up there and have more than one mistake, she was afraid of putting the team medal on the line for her teammates. But also, like you said, just the safety aspect yeah. of it. Like, it's not worth it to risk your health and your safety for a gold model. I think that the greater population of... I don't know if it's just America or if it's around the world. I'm feeling like it's an American thing, like a lot of the people that I'm seeing. Well, actually, I take that back because Pierce Morgan's a fucking idiot and he's <laughs> not American. But I don't know. It's just all these things that I'm seeing... The takeaway from it for me is that like you winning us a gold medal is more important than your well being. Like that, that is essentially the message that they're pu- they're putting out there. Yeah. Another thing too that I I've seen several people pointing out on social media and it's such a good point. You know, if a basketball player has an off day, what happens? They drop the ball, they lose the game, whatever. Yeah. It's not anything that's going to hurt them. It's not life threatening. It's not. It's not unsafe. A swimmer. You know, they might just be a little bit off and they might not win the race because they swam a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. A gymnast has an off day, they could fucking die. They could be be paralyzed. And we've seen that happen before. That has happened before. Life-altering injuries as a result of being just a little bit off. Gymnastics is not the kind of sport that you can do When you're just a little bit off. Yeah. And your head has to be fully in it. You have to mentally be in a good place to be able to do gymnastics. It's not about medals at this point. It it literally was about her safety. And it's frustrating because she made a choice in that moment for herself. And she knows herself better than anybody. In that moment, if she's saying, I can't do it, then we have to respect that. And we have to trust that i want to know what all of these people on the internet all these keyboard warriors i want to know what they would be saying if she ended up paralyzed Mm -hmm. or even the news headlines what would they be saying because right now she's being painted as this quitter or this crybaby or whatever you want to call her what would we be saying if she didn't quote unquote give up and then she ends up paralyzed? We would have been saying, she shouldn't have done it. Why was she allowed to go? Who let this happen? If she knew she was off, why didn't she why did she do it? Yeah. They would be saying all those things. But when she tries to stop herself from potentially getting to that point, we're all going to be pissed about it because this society would rather be reactive than preventative. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want someone to make a decision that's in their best interest for their health physically and mentally. We'd rather them just put it all on the line to hopefully win a medal and hope you don't die in the process. Yeah. And if you do, then we'll send you our thoughts and prayers after the fact. Well, yeah. And it, even the discussion around like injuries and mental health, if Simone had walked out from the back room With a cast on her leg or her arm or whatever. And she had walked out and had a physical injury that was super obvious to the world everybody would have been upset and sad for her and oh my goodness I hope she's okay hope she gets better soon the reaction would have been so much different if it was a physical injury but when she says that she's not mentally in a good headspace or that she's struggling or that she's doubting herself or that she's nervous or whatever it is that she has the twisty she's having a mental block You know, whatever it is, mental health related, people are undermining it. People get shitty. Yeah. People are being, like, so nasty about it. And they would not be doing that, viewing her as a a disgrace to this country or embarrassment to this country, if it was a physical injury. Yeah. And I feel like that just speaks volumes to the way that, like, as a society, we view mental health. Yeah. People severely downplay not only mental illnesses, but I think it falls back on people not understanding how debilitating it can be to have anxiety or to have a mental illness. People just don't get it. Mm -hmm. Me as a person that has anxiety, I can tell you how sometimes it feels like it rules your life. There was a period in time a couple years ago where I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating. It went on for over a month. I ended up having to quit my job because I I could hardly function. I I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I lost a bunch of weight. I was not healthy. And the thing that was scary about that, as somebody who lives with you and watched that happen... Is that it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Nothing outwardly like happened. There wasn't like a a physical circumstance or something to pinpoint where it's like, oh, this event happened. That's why she's having anxiety right now. It literally just like hits you out of nowhere and rules your life for over a month. Yeah. People just don't understand that it's one of those things that if you don't live it you don't understand it right and some people can if you're a really empathetic person but there's also a lot of people in this world that they don't understand anything that they personally have not dealt with yeah and with simone whether there was something going on that caused her to kind of get the twisties on vault who knows it could be straight up just a technical error Um, It could be the stress and pressure of everything that she's been through. That's what I think it is. It's kind of what she alluded to. She posted something after qualifications and said that she felt like she had the weight of the world on her shoulders. And that makes sense. Like, she's at the Olympics. She has all of these records that she's, you know, supposedly trying to break. Not that she ever said those were her goals, but that was everybody else's goals for her. And things that, as gymnastics fans or as media, that we've we've come to expect from her. And I really just think it all came to a head. And I feel like this anxiety kind of just has been building up. And I I don't want to say that it came out of nowhere, because I'm I'm sure in her world that it did not come out of nowhere. It's something that she's been dealing with for years. Um, But the timing of it, it, it came to a head at the Olympics. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate because it's on a world stage. And now not only is she dealing with everything that she's dealing with and feeling right now, but then she's also seeing these nasty, nasty comments online. Really, really hateful comments. Things I don't even want to repeat. If you're on social media, you probably know and have seen and heard some of the things that people have been saying to her. And it's so disheartening. It's exhausting. I have felt off mentally all day um for Simone because I'm probably a little bit too empathetic and I I worry about other people and the things that they're feeling and going through and I just couldn't imagine just dealing with the pressure and the anxiety and mentally everything that she's going through just that comes with being at the Olympics and being you know the, the poster child of the Olympics the poster adults of the Olympics I should say and then just receiving all of this hate and backlash on top of it. Yeah. I think that I made the correlation. I I woke up today and decided that I hate men. Like I literally have been going off on Twitter, on our triple twist Twitter, because I try to keep our podcast like not super opinionated, but um, I can't help it right now. And I woke up today and I was like just thinking about how a lot of the people who I see saying the nastiest things are men. And I saw a tweet, <laughs> and I just couldn't agree more with it. It says part of the reason that men are piling on some mobiles is that they hate seeing a woman prioritizing herself. They see her as public property instead of a person, and that's exactly what it is, like that's like the harsh reality of it is I think that all of these men, whether it's on podcasts or these stupid articles that they're writing or just things that they're tweeting they're they're saying things like she quit on her team um she's a disgrace to this country yada 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 like she doesn't owe you anything Mm -hmm. she doesn't owe anybody anything like we're lucky to even be graced with her presence to be breathing the same air that she breathes like she doesn't owe you this country her coaches her friends her family her teammates anything yeah she doesn't owe you anything she has done so much for the sport and for an organization who did absolutely nothing to protect her and hundreds of others from abuse for years in fact they allowed it to happen yeah and also actively tried to cover it up she has done so much for usa gymnastics for this country and for the sport of gymnastics god forbid She makes a decision for her own physical and mental well-being. Like, it's not worth it. And it's crazy to me how quick people turn on you and forget about everything that you've done, all the great, amazing things that you've achieved, just because you're going through something that they can't understand. Mm -hmm. Simone shouldn't have to sacrifice her emotional and physical well-being for our entertainment and American pride. That's something that... I think a lot of people in this country struggle with. They think that the Olympics is all just for our entertainment and for making us proud as a country. And in some ways, it is. It is entertaining. It is very prideful to watch Americans win in the Olympics and do great things. The Olympics is very good for that. But these are also human beings who have emotions and who have feelings and have to do what's in their best interest whether that be physically or mentally or both they are people they are not objects yeah. and like you said they don't owe us anything i am proud of simone for knowing when to step back and and setting that boundary like yeah. herself. and i think it gives room and gives permission for any athlete, man or woman, to do the same thing. Yeah. They see somebody like Simone on the world stage not only struggling with something as real and as relatable as anxiety and, and just mental health struggles in general. That's something that so many of us can relate to. So to see somebody like her struggling with that on a public stage is relatable in a sense. And you know it, it reminds you that you're not alone. But then you also see her... Standing up for herself and, like, holding her ground and not giving in, which this is something that we've seen in the past with USA Gymnastics, like Carrie Strug, for example. Yep, she's one that's going around right now with people saying, this is what a real American hero looks like. But, like, that's a child who was, let's be real, whether she wanted to do it or not, she had no choice. That was a child who was forced to compete on on an injured leg. But, mind you, the nuances of it that people don't realize either... She didn't actually even have to go. They had already won. Right. Literally forced to compete while injured when she didn't even need to do it. But that's the thing. Like, why is that our example of... A hero. Yeah. And, like, success. Like, why is Simone, to these haters why is she not a hero for standing up for herself for everything that she's done in the past everything that she's overcome to getting where she is today and finally having the courage to stand up for herself because like i was i was starting to say this and i deviated with carrie strong like this is something that in the past never never would have flown like if simone was having an off day in 2016 um you bet your ass she would have been competing every single competition no matter what she was feeling, no matter what she was going through, she would not have been allowed to pull out. Yeah, because they nobody cared about them as people. Yeah. They didn't they weren't seen as people. They were seen as metal winning machines. Yes. And I will say that's one thing from this that I thought was very I wanna say beautiful. Um is that Simone's decision was embraced, mm-hmm. even by USA Gymnastics, yeah. at least from what we can see publicly. Maybe someday there'll be details that come out that we aren't aware of at this point in time, but like her teammates supported her. Her coaches supported her. The Federation, as far as we can tell, has supported her so far. Um, The fact that she wasn't even able to make that decision in the biggest me that there is. Yes. And nobody made her feel bad about it. It was embraced and it was respected, which means that she was respected, and that's what we've been wanting. That's what we've been fighting for as a gymnastics community for so long. You know, that's what these last couple of years and a lot of Simone's, you know, purpose in returning to the sport. That's what it's been about. It's about making the sport better for the future. So it's like, didn't she accomplish what she set out to do then? Right. Like we're talking about medals and. These skills that she's going to get named after her and this and this and this. Things that don't actually really matter in the grand scheme of things. I think in her heart and in her mind, at least I hope, that what she set out to do, what her purpose was in this comeback and this return, standing up for other athletes, being a voice, being an example for them, she did exactly that. She did it before the Olympics, but she also did it at the Olympics, and it was on display for the world to see, and I'm proud of her for that. And that, to me, makes her the perfect role model. There's so many people out there saying that she's not a good role model because of all this, and I don't understand that because I think that there's even more reason now than ever before to look at Simone and think that she's just a perfect role model, yeah, I think it's inspirational, not only what she's accomplished in the sport, but also just the fact that she wasn't willing to sacrifice her not only her physical health, but her emotional health and well-being for a medal, for entertainment for people, for national pride. Like, in that moment, she didn't give a shit about any of that, and she focused on herself, and she did what was best for herself, and that's really admirable, honestly. I just want to end this by saying thank you to Simone for showing the world, whether you're an athlete or not, that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Thank you for showing young gymnasts that you don't have to sacrifice your mental well-being. You don't have to sacrifice your physical health for the sport of gymnastics or to win a medal for your country or for your coach or for your parents or for anybody. You do the sport for you because you love it and you work hard for it. It's your accomplishment, your achievement, your dream, and nobody else's. No gold medal could take away from that message that she sent during these Olympics, and I think that's the most important takeaway from this. I'm proud of Simone for being brave enough to just be unapologetically herself time and time again. No matter what the backlash is going to be, or what the haters are going to say, or what people are going to think, she just is herself, and she's the greatest of all time. Her gymnastics has proven that she's the greatest of all time, and it doesn't matter what she's done at this Olympics, or what she will do in the future Simone Biles will always be the goat in every sense of the word yes and I also just want to say too to anybody that's listening to this that your mental health is valid I think that personally speaking here my experience on the internet the past couple of days has been incredibly like disheartening and exhausting and, and toxic and really invalidating to mental health problems, whether it's anxiety, depression, whatever it may be. I think to see people constantly diminishing the impacts that mental health can have on a person and their life and how actually, like, literally debilitating it can be to get out of bed, to go to work, to do a sport, to have a relationship with somebody. Like, there's so much more to mental health than some people in this world will ever understand or comprehend. Yeah, people are just constantly downplaying the severity of mental illnesses and not treating it the same as any other illness you know when someone has the flu or someone is sick or they have an injury we're all understanding to that but when somebody is sick mentally or they're just not okay we we crap on them yeah and I think Simone being who she is in the position that she's in literally at the biggest meat of her life something that she's trained for so hard the last couple of years to put her mental health first under those circumstances, really shows just how incredible she is. And how important it is to take your mental health seriously. Yes. So thank you, Simone, for validating millions and millions of people around the world and their experiences with mental health problems. And I feel seen. I feel heard. I hope you do, too, if you struggle with any sort of mental health problem. I know this is a decision that she did not take lightly. Yes. This had to have been a very hard decision for her to make. And we commend her so much for doing it. And if you are struggling with anything mental health related and you just need someone to talk to please feel free to reach out to us through Instagram DMs, Twitter DMs, email. Um we really try and take the time to respond to every message that we get so If you feel like you listen to this and you have thoughts that you want to share or something that you want to say or just something that you want to talk about, I just want it to be known that we are understanding of mental health problems and you have a safe space here with us. So with that being said, in a couple hours is the all-around final. Simone will not be competing in it. Also, I don't think we mentioned this, but Ellie Black withdrew from the all-around final Mm -hmm. with an injury so I think maybe we did mention that at some point I don't remember to be honest. We did I believe (laughs) but Mika Bevers from the Netherlands will be stepping in in her place and then Jade Carey from the U.S. will be stepping in Simone's spot so wishing the best of luck to both of them and all of these athletes. It's gonna be such an exciting all-around final. I feel like... I don't. I didn't want it to happen this way. These circumstances. But this is but low key, Like what we we've been like bitching about this for years. Yeah. Like it would be so much fun just to have a meet it's where like we tr- don't know who's gonna win. It's, it's truly <laughs> gonna be a competition. There are like ten different people that could win this thing tomorrow. Yes, and that is gonna be so thrilling. And no matter what happens at the end of it all, we're going to have an Olympic champion that not literally not a single person in this world would have predicted. And if they did, if they tell you that they predicted that, they're lying to you. (laughs) There's literally no one in the world that is going to have predicted what's about to happen tomorrow, no matter what happens. So it's going to be exciting. Although it's history will be made. Yes. And although it's going to be sad to see, you know, to not see Simone competing. We're wishing her the best. We hope that she can just take it easy the next couple of days and keeping our fingers crossed that she'll be back for the event finals. But either way, all-around finals are going to be exciting. We're excited for the rest of the Olympics. We're hoping Simone will be back. And if not, she's still the GOAT. Thank you guys for tuning in to, well, I don't want to say this week's episode because there'll be more to come. But thank you for tuning in to this episode. <laughs> to part one of like three, probably. Yes. We want to say congratulations once again to all of the teams who competed in the team final as well as the ones that met all the Russian Olympic Committee winning gold, USA silver, Great Britain, the bronze, and we want to send our best wishes to everyone who's still to come whether it's the all-around final, the event finals, looking forward to some more great gymnastics. If you catch this within the wee hours of the night that we upload this. And right before the all-around final, this is a reminder that you can catch us on Twitter Spaces after the competition with the Half and Half Out podcast. Blake and Kino, Brittany and I will be doing a Spaces where we talk about the all-around final. So if you want to catch our thoughts live, you can tune into that. We'll tweet let you know exactly what time, but we're thinking probably around noon Eastern time. Yeah, Blake actually already like created the space and set a reminder for it. So surprised oh. if you didn't know that. It's at twelve Eastern. Well I apparently I didn't even know it. I'm involved in it. So okay, so noon Eastern time sounds like a plan. We'll see you guys there. And if not, we'll be back later in the week with another episode. Probably Friday evening sometime where we can talk about the all-around final and a little bit of more of what's to come so until then enjoy the all-around final and we will talk to you guys later Bye. bye